to come out from like pumping station with their hoist harnesses on and to be cheerleaders too. Oh gosh. Look at Moth. Moth raised eyebrows. <laughs> I don't. Did know you hear what about, I said? I, I'm I'm quite suspicious of all this pernicious homosexual activity. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're not dancing ludicrous or in a sexual fashion, which we uh, oh no, but we'll be playing what flag football. So I'm sure like <laughs> hell yeah, no, no bitch, no bitch lingerie league. <laughs> hell no, leave that to lingerie the straight league. people. Leave that. Shit Welcome to, to our chaos, Athena. Welcome to the Trans Narrative Podcast. I'm Athena Promachus, and today I'm joined by Salamander Brandy and Mar Newell with guest co-host Moth 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 and our guest Jenna Lee Dunn, a.k.a. Jenna on Fire. Hello, everyone. How's everybody doing? Hi, Athena. Yo. Hi. Hi good morning, everybody. So good morning. Look, Jenna, we appreciate you being on as our guest today. Uh, just to, as a reminder of our general format, we want to make sure that we've got a safe platform for people to share their experiences, talk about their story, uh, let us know what struggles they might have been through, what uh, tools they've used to overcome it, and share the community that they've found. Uh, what can we do to, to help you tell your story today? Well, I'm here, so that, that was a big help being invited on the show. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know where, I guess I need some questions. I don't know what y'all have on your mind. All right, well, gotcha. Well, uh, just some uh, basic stuff. ASL, as they used to say back in the chat days, right? Right. Oh, my God. Back to <laughs> AOL.com, Windows 95. Jenna, um, tell us a so, little about yourself. So I am Jenna Lee Dunn, uh, better known probably as Jenna on Fire in the social media world. Um, I'm 45-year-old trans woman um, from the Mid-South area. Um, I say Mid-South area because um, I spend 90% of my time in Memphis, and then I live in Olive Branch, which is basically, I feel like I just sleep there half the time because we're always so busy. Um, but that's a good thing because we're doing a lot of good work in the community. Um, right now, we uh, recently just started Jenna on Fire Productions, um, which is uh, going to be trans resources, events, and programming. Um, it's really taking off. Um, we Mar is our project coordinator. Um, one of the one of the project coordinators. Um, our little team is quickly quickly filling up. We have also like even today this morning, um, I have more people have reached out about wanting to help and wanting to volunteer, and it's just amazing um, to see like people see see the work you're doing. They see you in the community and they know where your heart is and they want to help the purpose. And that that's that's what I want to do. So my, my heart is with the trans community and that's the work I want to do forever until I'm dead and gone. I want to to be a asset and an advocate for trans rights. Absolutely. So that's a, a new development. And is there a way that our listeners can help engage with that project? Yes. Yeah, so if they go to Jenna on Fire Productions on Instagram um, and also on Facebook, um, they'll be able to keep up with everything we're doing. There is a couple of different QR codes um, as a way that they can donate right now. Um, and then there's also another post on there about what we were needing um, as volunteers or people that would like to volunteer their time and all. Um, so they can they can pretty much keep up with everything through there. We're in the process of getting um, someone to help us build like a website. And also, I have to go probably this week and set up our bank accounts for the company. And then after I do that, I'll be able to have a trans um, assistant, a local trans assistance fund. Um, so that was my that was one of my big things that I wanted to do was have a true trans assistance fund that people could fill out a short intake form and be able to get assistance with groceries or if they need um, travel expenses covered because now they have to go out of state for HRT. Um, I want to be able to help people with that. So that's the beginning of it. And then like we grow and develop, I would like to have a trans surgery assistance fund one day also. Um, so I have big ideas and big plans. We're trying to pace ourselves, but it seems like every day when I get up, it's a new development or somebody's offering something and it's like we're just rolling downhill so fast. Like once it, once I got it started and got it out there and people started hearing about it, uh, it, it's just really, really growing really fast. Like I didn't expect such a sudden response. Like I expected it to pick up and I expected people to get behind me, but not not this quickly. So it's like people are hungry for it and the the tools are there and now they want to make use of it. So that's exciting. 
Absolutely. So uh, a lot of different uh, engaging projects and it's a building thing. Obviously, there's some, you know, steps to like clearing, uh, you know, nonprofit and charitable organization status and things like that. But it's excellent to see uh, some specific transgender resources to donate to. Uh, my company does like a, a donation matching program. And I was able to donate to like the local ACLU. Um, that's helping in the in the Tennessee area specifically um, because of, of some of the various bills that are going to be passing through. Um, how's the experience been for you over the last couple of months? Well, um, it's kind of a roller coaster because, you know, you, you, we are all experiencing the hate and um, everything with the bills they're trying to pass. And just even in society, um, people that already hated us feel like they have uh, even more rights to hate us and, and project violence on us now because the legislators are passing these laws and they're talking about us so vile on social media and it just feeds it feeds the, the hate is all it does. Um, so there's that. And, you know, I've been to the Capitol in Nashville um, a couple of times to uh, witness all that chaos. I know Moss has been there also. Um, and it, it's just... It's a mess, but as you see what's going on now, um, the youth, the youth are stepping up and they see what's going on and they don't like it and they, they see the hate and then they see kids getting shot and killed in school and nobody's stepping up to do anything about it. They're more worried about drag queens and trans people than they are, you know, guns and kids getting murdered. So the Gen Z is going to change some shit, I'm telling y'all. Um, there was, I don't know how many thousands of young people at the Capitol I think yesterday um, just protesting. And I think the chant that they said was, um, it was really good because they were outside and they were chanting, um, you ban books, you ban drag, but- Kids are still in body bags. That's mm. it. Yes. And that hit me. When I tell y'all that hit me, I was like, oh my God, this is so powerful. And I, I had to share that video because that's so true. It's so true, and that's basically the short and simple of it, you know? They're more concerned with you're worried trying about... to... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no worries. They're more concerned with trying to ban what they think of as dangerous ideas and they, trying to prevent the actual harm well, that's coming from firearms. You, right. you know, they know that, they know that, I mean, you could see the youth of America's response, um, and then also, you know, like, People like me, you know, an older trans woman, um, just everybody is stepping up against these the dinosaurs, as I call them, and they know that they're, they're going extinct and they're threatened, um, and they know that they don't have much time to, you know, to do whatever they're going to try to do. So they're basically throwing everything at us that they can all at once because they know that this is probably their last their last shot. Um, honestly, because I feel like when we start having these elections, we're going to see a bigger um, voter turnout. You're going to start seeing younger and more um, uh, diverse candidates um, stepping up to run for office. And so all this is going to go away. It's hard and it hurts right now. But I'm telling you all, the future looks bright. We just have to get through what we're going through right now. There's always a rainbow after the storm. I promise you it's coming. Um, I just want to ask a quick question. Um, you know, after this storm has, you know, I spoke to Athena about this earlier, you know, what do you see are things that we need to do to prevent this from ever happening again? Because like, you know, right now in Tennessee State House, they're about to expel, they're expelling two out of the three Tennessee representatives that stood up with the protesters. Yeah, they already did. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, they expelled them. Um, and now they're threatening to withhold funds from Shelby County and the city of Memphis if they reinstate them. So, you know, um, there's always going to be some type of pushback, you know, give them push and push and pull. Um, you know, and in my opinion, I think we should, the whole entire Republican Party needs to be removed because they don't seem like they were, uh, they don't need, they don't seem like a legitimate party. They seem like a party for insurrectionists, you know, and, you know, Exorcists and traitors, you know. So, uh, what do you mm -hmm. think the next steps for us to take to prevent this from happening again? Well, that's a very good question, and we need more people like you uh, to step up and run for mayor, which I know yeah. you're doing. So, I give you a I'm gonna give you a shameless plug for that. 
Oh, um, he's sweet. Yes, Brandy is Brandy is running, going to run for mayor. Um, and I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people stepping up and running for office. And there, there are some, um, I know some training sessions and God help me, I can't think of where they are right now. I've seen them posted, maybe Tennessee Equality Project, maybe the ACLU. Um, they basically have some like little sessions to educate people on how to run for office. Um, so I encourage people to do that. Run for office, um, get out and vote for sure, get out and vote and get, we had to, you have to get these people out of these seats. We need more people of color, more queer people, more trans people in those seats and in the, in offices and more women. Yes. And more refugees and immigrants. Yes. Right. And I even if, I, I really feel like even if you run you're and you don't win, you're still getting issues out there and you're making people talk about it. And right. that's just as important. It's making yes, people sure. talk. Yes, honestly, I feel like a very important thing that we need to spread is, you know, the thing that they're afraid of, ideas. We need to start envisioning a world without police, you know, without, you know, uh, segregated streets, you know, segregated, uh, you know, policy based in ideology. So we need to start imagining these things. That's the only way we can really build them, you know? So, yeah, so I'm down you for notice, it. I hope y'all down for it, too. Yeah, you notice at the um, the events that I'm hosting, um, I've been reaching out to, like, the, the marshalling teams, um, like M4RS and um, some other groups about, um, you know, having some people there to watch out and keep an eye and kind of, you know, be there for our safety. I didn't reach out to the police department and say, hey, I need y'all to come stand up here and, you know, protect us because I don't feel like they will. I mean, right. they showed us that they wouldn't whenever we had the Maj event. And I know I bring that back up a lot. But, but they don't like care about it. But that is the perfect fucking example of the police not doing shit and allowing us to be in danger. Also, another perfect example, um, we have town halls and we have these meetings with the DA and they tell us that, oh, yeah, we're on your side and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then as soon as Moth and Brandy go to the YMCA grand opening and try to open their mouth to even just barely speak, they get drug away and the clothes ripped off and thrown in the back of police cars. Yeah, um, so, so you can't say that you're going to do this and then you have your rogue police officers out here treating us differently with no accountability. Oh, uh, Director Davis, I spoke to Director Davis about what happened to Marsh and, you know, she tried to turn around saying the police department were uh, aiding the approach, uh, the uh, aiding the uh, Proud Boys. That conversation went too far to the left. Basically, she's trying to undermine that the police department didn't really do shit to like help people. They they basically helped these people by squashing pro counter protesters and arresting them and harassing them. You know, and you know it doesn't matter if she's black and lesbian. Director of the police department, you can't just sweep things mm -hmm. out of the way. You can't just sweep things on the rug like that. So yeah, um, go for it. Well, we know Chief Davis. Yeah, go ahead. We've been doing that for a while, anyway. Yeah. Look at the look at the scorpion. Uh, yeah. Team and everything. She knew about all that. She knew about oh, yeah. it. No, oh, yeah. You know, Chief uh, Davis sorry, needs mom, to please. reinvest some funds from the MPD's absolutely infinite budget to mm -hmm. hire about a hundred new detectives, so that one we can process some of the backlog rape kits that are here in Memphis, because that's going to incriminate a lot of police yes, officers. Yes, yes. And then two, so that she herself can get a fucking clue right. and listen to what the yes. citizens that she serves is saying. When we're saying we're being hurt and we don't trust you, you should take that as a major red flag that your sense of leadership is getting mm -hmm. a zero vote of confidence from the citizens who you're supposed to be serving. I mean, they have 40% of the she felt like, and a lot of people feel like this, especially um, cis heterosexual white people feel like just none of this affects them and they'll just stay in their little suburban house and close the doors and, and close their ears and it'll go away. No, baby, it don't work like that. One it name, doesn't. one name, Eliza. That's it. it Eliza it everyone. and Cody. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And, and just for people to know that um, if you don't know about here in Memphis, we, we had a 
a young person that was just out running one morning. Yes, it was early, but they were abducted and raped by a serial raper that just had not been prosecuted yet. And the person they raped before was a black woman. It's it, it, This is part of our issue here in Memphis, and this is what we all fight for. And it's what I think the queer community fights they, for, period. We are always fighting for love and equality in this world. Always. And for justice. Yes. They, they, hang on, hang on one second. They burnt the town down in two days looking for that woman. And then, but then there was a little black girl that I think she was 15 that had come at the same time. I didn't hardly hear shit about that. And I, did they ever find, I don't even know if they ever found that girl. No. I have mm. never heard anything else about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, I would say there's plenty of children from South Memphis who have plenty of horror stories of being abducted. You know, a lot of times by law enforcement and forced into these abandoned buildings to made to be performed sexual acts upon them. You know, yeah, um, so like literally, um, you know, it, it, it makes me you know want to see a world where we can avoid these things actually attack poverty as a source so we won't be so vulnerable to these things as well uh i really like the fact that you use marshals in your protests that's very brilliant i but i feel like you know uh, there is going to have to be a point where these things were marshals involved to more of uh, community policing do you see uh the trans community being involved in that training actual members of the community to police themselves yeah, I do because it's 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 getting to the point, uh, Brandy. Where do you want me to call you, Brandy or Salamander? Yes, it's fine. Brandy's fine. I need to okay. change the name I'm on sorry. the app. I think oh, Lord. I think sometimes I call you Salamander and sometimes I call you Brandy, and I'm like, what? I need to so- ask like what you prefer. Both is fine. You know, uh, you know, I tell the viewers, um, hey, everybody's my friend. You know, only let my friends call me Sal. But you can call me Salamander, Sal, Brandy, don't matter. Whatever you feel like, whatever floats your boat, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, but I did to answer your question. I do, I do feel like that, to, and yes, that you will, the trans community would definitely be on board because it's getting to the point where we are the only people that we trust, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because mm-hmm. there are very few allies that are true allies and that we can trust. Um, and even the ones that are true allies, we have a hard time trusting them because of what people, other people are have done to us. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like we, you know, it's we we only you want to go shopping where um people of in our community own the business or that we were other people like us work at and stuff like so that's what the places we're comfortable mm-hmm. at queer owned and trans owned you know businesses and everything it's hard even going to the doctor nowadays because you don't know what kind of treatment you're going to get uh martha you were about to say something yes i actually the politician side of me would like to posit an idea and it may not be actually like for y'all in this room, I think that, especially you, Brandy, I think that you could kind of pick apart this idea and let's kind of look at it together under a microscope. You know, I really think that, you know, personally, I feel that the police across America are so corrupt and so um, completely rotten and overprotected and there's just too much bad blood. Um, I think even without us applying pressure within the next 10 years, police forces across America are just going to go down due to their own, due to leaks, due to things coming out about historical things that these police forces have done that you and I already know about, but the general public doesn't yet truly believe that the police force, just like the church, has been used as an apparatus for real incredible harm. I wanted to bring... uh, me and Jenna back for just a second to, we were at a wonderful tea shop the other day for a community speaking event that was all about trans voices and non-binary voices and uh, HIV prevention. And I won't say I wanna protect their identities, but there were at least there were, Jenna, were there not four Black trans women there that one after another said that they had been cornered, corralled by police, and then sexually 
abused or harassed. Am I remembering that correctly? There was Jen? two. It, and there it was, was like two, two I know of. Because people all around the room. And just, I'm and sorry, my, like my cat is driving me crazy. I'll be right back. <laughs> completely different, completely different age ranges too. So one of the ladies was speaking from from instances instances that had happened to her like years and years, like decades ago, because she was a lot older lady. And then um, the one girl was, you know. Um, younger, probably 30s or something, and you know, decades difference in these two ladies' ages, but it was the same scenario, same experience. Like, if, if you listen to their story, it's just almost like there was no growth in between in all these decades. There was no progress or whatever progress was made, you know, the government took 100,000 steps backwards and took it away, like they're trying to do now. The problem now is all the youth is rising up and you're about to see a youth takeover. I'm telling you, it is coming. I had a lot more students are talking about walking out and joining the national movement uh, to like walk out against gun violence. So I, I mean, I, I it. It's been one of those conversation points that's come back up for conservatives. Like is uh, 18 still too young to vote? Do we need to wait until 21? They're going to keep the uh, draft age down though. Uh, at any rate, there's only one way to keep the military staffed. So Hell, they're going to try to probably lower that. Who knows? No, yeah. no, you get 15, I'd say, is probably the limit. 14. They, they're letting kids as low as 14, I think, do operations in, in uh, meat packing plants now. So, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, it, right, but they, can't, they, can't, they can't be happy and have hormone blockers and wait until they're 18 to decide what they want to do with their fucking life, though. But they yeah. know how yeah, to they can risk their life in a meat packing plant. Right. Shit, right. they can have fucking games, be drone wars, you know? You know, mm -hmm. shit like that. Like, what's that um, game? Movie Ender's Game? Child Soldiers? Yeah. Man. Uh, well, I mean, that will be kind of that's that's the fear that's in that is like basically that people won't be aware of their actions, that they'll be involved with sentient beings. Um, and in that, it's explicitly like you're taking advantage of that naivete to perform genocide. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, it's weird how uh, Orson Scott Card's politics kind of ended up being extremely conservative after like this is what'll happen right. if we're not careful guys <laughs> we have oh yeah orson's got card autonomy right to for a writer to have written so eloquently about empathy they themselves he himself doesn't seem to have any empathy for us as gay people trans people or non-binary at all um he seems pretty vitriolic about the way that he feels outside of his writing and then you read his writing you're like oh this is like a treatise on empathy <laughs> and yeah yeah it's it's that autonomy that they they fear though as well is like what if you know we do put them in that spot and they say no <laughs> what what if they don't perform what we expect them to in that moment right um so you know when it comes to like uh, you know the conversations that are going to be coming up uh, that are starting out it's that autonomy level at the age of 18 and the autonomy level then at the age of 21 or 25 as they they creep up and i think believe that you know there's a biological step to that but there's also individual autonomy and maturity we should be able to accept you know children and their consequences in most circumstances unless it involves you know life or limb that sort of uh you know restriction we as you know a parent i look out for my children want to make sure that they are taken care of if one of the things that they would ask for would be, you know, hormone blockers, I would research and make sure that that's safe for them and make sure that they have the right care. I'm not qualified to provide that. Mm -hmm. If it's something like water or food, I'm qualified to provide that. I can volunteer that. You know, and I feel like, you know, um, one thing I want to say is uh, it's a trend I just noticed in our society is how we try to idealize childhood and try to stretch it out as much as possible. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed that here in the South and Memphis, especially, um, people don't think you're an adult until you're 25. <laughs> they don't really, they don't think you're mature enough to make any type of decision, you know. Uh, and it's like really wild as hell to me that you re we're really taking away voting members of the population's autonomy based on age, and you know, and just just more and more emphasizing them and making them seem more like infants as we go past. And it's like wildly wrong. You know, um, and it's just, 
And I feel like a lot of our uh, problems come from this imbalance of not willing to listen to the youth. Like you, of course you have to have, to be able to listen to your elders and stuff like that, but your elders still have to return that energy and be willing to learn, um, you know, it's gonna be a respect for it. Yeah, be respectful. And it's like because uh, there, I feel like we're out of balance with in a lot of things in our society as well. You, know, you shut somebody down and spiritually dominate them to maintain your form of order and maintain your form of culture. But uh, meanwhile, since you're not allowing new innovation to come through, uh, your culture dies. <laughs> like you know, everybody, everybody hates change. But um, ultimately, without change is death. The ultimate form of change you know what i'm saying so i found myself <laughs> unequipped for a lot of the scientific information i had to process having been in a christian high school uh, when i went to college and you know it was like a slow like waking up and trying to like hold on to those ideals but having to kind of let go of like what that reality was like the miraculous nature of things to try and yeah. accept people's individual experience when you're taught that there's a monolithic right way to open up your worldview to other people's experiences is terrifying at first. It's I, I sent a TikTok, I think, to Jenna this morning, and it was talking about Generation Alpha, which is like our, our or even younger people, like the elementary kids, they're talking about this stuff. And to me, okay, in elementary, my biggest thing was what can I get on the winning football team? That's all I cared about in the elementary school. I'm not lying. Now they have to deal with so much more. Like my kids, I have a nine and 10 year old about to be 10 and 11. And they, they tell me about things they do at school. It's like, yeah, we had to practice our active shooter drill. And I'm like, that's not something y'all should have to deal with. That's, that's but they're coming. They're, they're coming just as hard as Gen Z, as us, as everybody that's out there coming at it. They're, they're not playing anymore either. Baby, and they're shady as hell, and they're technologically very uh, efficient. So these Republicans need to brace themselves because Generation Z and Generation Alpha are about to make their jobs so incredibly difficult and confuse their lives so much with just utter chaos because that's what those generations are really good at stirring up. I'm not going to lie. We saw that. with I love bringing it up. And I'm going to say I hate bringing it up. I love bringing it up. We saw that with the lieutenant governor of Tennessee. Like, <laughs> he's ass. How do you tell you ratio yourself? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Daddy McNally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to say, hey, this is just an attack from the left. Uh, okay. Boy Friday? Is that what you it like was? booty. Just say you like booty. Yeah, yeah. just say that you like twinks. Just be gay. It's okay. Yeah, just be gay. Why? Why are you gotta make it? Uh, why? Just, just here. I, I should send him a hat like this and just be like, here, bud. Just go with it. It's okay. Accept that's, it. That's what that's what Finn called him, Zaddy. Come on, come that's on. So you funny. king. Put put Rainbow King. Clearly call him King. <laughs> Jenna, you have. I, I, is it okay if I share like a personal like because I like your kids and stuff? How do they feel about it all? Because Especially with the production company, you know, being a part of it, I know that they're right there listening to everything that we're talking about. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a conversation in school with Eli, you know, that they all talk about the shootings and um, different things. And he's even come on and told me that some of the kids there joke about it. And, um, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like, I don't even know why you would want to make, make fun of something like that, but they do or they have some kids at his school. Um, there are actually, um, surprisingly, a lot of LGBTQ um, kids at his school that really don't feel like they can have a voice because it's Lewisburg High School in Mississippi. Um, and it does me no good to reach out and say, hey, why don't you let you know a trans person come and talk to the students one day and be you know encouraged because they don't want to hear that. I mean, they gave me enough trouble whenever I changed my name and I had to go in there and change the documents on Eli's registration forms. I literally had to get the ACLU involved to get them to change the shit and respect me. Now, um, so that was crazy, that, but um, well, one interesting thing that I'd heard that had happened over the last week is in Florida some. Uh, 
political uh, whistleblowers child had shared a meme on a discord about an active shooter drill it was like a police officer asleep as a picture and this is the police officer when there's an actual active shooter like it's it was like a disrespectful to the cops but like kind of valid thing but they took him into custody into child protective custody so we have the cops violently reacting against them being ridiculed florida Florida have already made it. I know they're trying to make it where if your child's trans, they can snatch them away from the parents and put them in uh, state custody. Um, all, crime, all kind of crazy shit in Florida. Arkansas passed a bathroom bill. So if I go to Arkansas and go to the women's room, which I will, um, and somebody's in there with their kid and they decide that, oh, you're trans and I want to say something about it, I can go to jail for that. Well, all kinds of crazy one of the the positive stories that i've heard from my interactions one of my friends made a trip all across uh, the united states and, and just went to all the bathrooms just to kind of see you know what would happen had to ask for a key and they didn't ask or question they they passed but not everybody has like the opportunity to pass or or has the uh, foresight to make sure they're traveling safely if you're caught unawares in situations like that uh, it's unfair and most of those laws will be reviewed and and thrown out but if it takes an actual case of somebody being put away that's so much of your life that that's involved with Mm -hmm. just for a bathroom visit uh let's not forget that even if it gets thrown away there's still consequences from the men past because like i said during it's on the 23rd of january when i was inside the county commission building to talk on some issues about you know the land bank I was assaulted by a sheriff deputy. Like, literally, fall me to the bathroom and forced me to urinate in front of him. Like, people are putting in de- danger on a daily basis. It's not just hate, you know, because of this hateful-ass rhetoric uh, and this hate- these hateful-ass policies that literally is pissing away people's time. It's like you said, it's, it just don't want to talk about issues of climate change. They'd rather blame us and, and put targets on our back than actually cut their fucking wallet, uh, you know, wallet short. You know what I'm saying? It's just wild. I can give a good positive, though, and, off know, of the Florida thing. Hang on, Jen, one second. And then I'm going to let you talk, Jen, I promise. Um, I saw a TikTok where a mother was up there talking to the legislation. Is like, if you pass this bill, you have to remember Florida is a stand-your-ground state, and I have a concealed carry weapon, and you go ahead and you come into my home. And that's a mom. Don't play with mamas. I don't play with any of these mamas. I don't play with that. I don't play with mommy Jenna. And I don't play with mom that's with Jenna. I don't play. <laughs> oh my God, you are oh my God, it's too funny. Love I you, Mar. You. Oh, Sarah loves you. I love you. Everybody loves you, Mar. Honestly. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, what what was I gonna say? You know, if I don't say it, I lose it. It's just, um Crap. It was really good too. Dang That's my fault. See, it's okay. Dang it, derailed. It'll come um, around. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, oh, I think I know what I was going to say. Yes, it doesn't have to be like it is now because there are resources that for people, there are positions and places that people can go and get what they need. Assholes keep trying to take it away indirectly and directly you know they try well we'll cut the funding so then they can't you know the the organizations can't serve the community or you know we'll make it so hard so we'll basically push them out of the country i mean they've come they're getting so close to just lining us all up and you know executing us like it's they want to go and push it um but see it doesn't have to be that way like i grew up without resources like from the time of eight years old when I knew that I was different, I didn't know what trans was. We didn't have cell phones and internet to research any of this stuff. Now we do. Now we have, you know, the youth are more diverse and more understanding and more open and, you know, want to live their truth and they're not scared, they're fearless. Um, And these Republicans and conservatives are not ready for that. They are not ready for that because the fire that I see in some of these teenagers and young people's eyes, it lights a fire in me. Jenna on fire, see? Ooh, nice Ooh. comeback. Bring it on, bring it on right. back. 
Snap, snap, snap. Quick question, though. I love you. Hmm? Go ahead. Quick question, though. I said I love uh, you. Go ahead. Oh, I love you, too, baby. Oh, I, I don't love the lag, the internet lag. It it, it messes up everything. <laughs> but no, but for real though, you know, uh, as more and more students are talking uh, about walking out of schools, have you, you know, have any, you know, your school age, um, you know, kids talk about doing the same thing, walking out in solidarity? I'm sure I haven't heard. I'm sure they have. Um, but the problem is it's in Mississippi, so they probably will be scared too. Oh yeah, a lot of people are saying the same thing about Tennessee, but um, you know. But that's gonna that's gonna get better. That's gonna get better too because um, the more they see these other schools doing it, they're finally gonna be like, you know what, fuck this shit. We only have ten of us against a hundred, but we're gonna we're gonna stand strong together. Yes, one hundred. And you know something really wild about what you just said? Like we think we're outnumbered, but it's really more of us than it are of them. We outnumbered yeah, them. And we have more allies. And we're more informed. <laughs> yeah, we're we're smarter, we're prettier, we're louder, and we're prouder. Woo! <laughs> Isn't that what you said about protests, Mark? We're here, we're queer, and something, what was it? We're here, we're, we're, we're we ain't going nowhere. Queer. I don't know. We ain't going fucking oh nowhere. God, really cool. The original was uh, "We're here, we're queer, get used to it." One of the funniest variations I I, I saw was the gay Catholics who said, "We're here, oh, no. we're here, we're queer, get Eucharist." So you get Ooh. Eucharist. Paul <laughs> said, "We're here, we're queer, and the Proud Boys ain't welcome here," or something like that. <laughs> we are here. We were here before them. We'll be here after them. It's a part they, of the human condition. Yeah. Right. Just like the dragonflies, baby. The dragonflies were there before the dinosaurs, during the dinosaurs, and will be there after we are dead. Ooh, that's why I've been seeing a lot of dragonfly imagery lately. That's pretty interesting. Ooh, tattoo ideas. Yeah, maybe our world is just getting ready to turn over into dragonflies. Ooh. It's, o- it's okay if the human era is over. It's fine. Yeah. Bonnet got uh, theorized that, like, uh, if you don't, you know, we just had like a massive extinction level event where, like, most of the population died off. You could just like see us turning into like seals, essentially. Just like you know, we'd laugh and play and not really be able to do anything. But you know, we'd be human. We'd we'd exist beyond uh, our claim dibs on centaur world. Centaurs. Everything's <laughs> a centaur. Everything. I'm sorry. Well, you know, the belief on my home planet is, you know, all things in the universe become starlight, wind, and flowers. Somebody. Mm-hmm. On my last episode I did, we we were talking about that, and it was me and another trans guy, Ashton, and he said, we're just seahorses. So I'm yeah. a seahorse now. I'm, I'm just claiming it. And, and Jenna and Sarah are going to totally use that against me. I love that. Well, I'm we the, were talking about seahorses are amazing. I'm the pink power ranger. She is. Jenna is the pink power ranger. She is. Mm-hmm. I was. I watched three hours of videos of pink power ranger facts yesterday while I was in bed. Um, I had a horrible massive migraine. So like I just like indulge in like retro media whenever I don't feel like I can stand to do anything else. So um, but Jenna, you are 100 percent. Uh, but a pink ranger who is the leader of the team that's that's your style move oh, over red <laughs> yeah none of the none of the boys get to lead it's got to be jenna jenna's gonna have mm-hmm. to lead um but hey Ooh, y'all, gonna, i wanted gonna... to bring us back to jenna's production company and all the exciting events that they have on the docket for really the rest of the year you know jenna has just unleashed jenna on fire productions um and there's a full calendar so jenna can we like linger there and talk about that for a bit Ooh. Yeah, so our next exciting adventure will be um, the Memphis Heat Show, which will be at Drew's Place on May 5th from 8 to 10. Um, that's going to be super exciting. We have um, a very, very exciting list of performers. Um, I know Malachi Allen, which is DeMonte Knight, will be there. Will Ryder is going to be performing also. I think I had them talking to doing some kind of fancy breakdance 
paddle off or something. I, I talked to him about doing something cool. So, so they're going to do that, and I can't wait. Pony Boy will be there. Um, it's going to be an exciting show. It really is. Um, Holly Walnuts is hosting that with me, so it's going to be exciting. And then the next show we have will be June 15th, which is going to be Memphis Angels. It's a burlesque show, um, and that will be at a high tone from um, 7... No, that one's from 8 to 10 at high tone. And um, Fantasia Bordeaux is going to host that with me. And um, there are a lot, a lot of interesting performers for that one. Um, there's going to be some drag burlesque. There'll be um, some more Moulin Rouge, I guess. And then there'll be some belly dancing burlesque. So I have like a really good mix of things. Uh, Felicity Fox is the star of that show. There will be performances by Ruby LaRue and Onyx Davenport and Blanca Diamond. Um, Siren Strain, I believe. I, she's going to be on there. Um, Aubrey, Ombre, Angel of Azrath. Very, very, very interesting lineup. And then after that, July 1st, we have Once Upon a Drag Show, a Disney-themed event at High Tone from 7 to 10 because we have such an amazing list of performances lined up for you that evening. And you can already go on our Instagram page um, and go to our link in bio and it will direct you where you can buy tickets early for that show. So I encourage you to do that because if it's anything like Rage on the Stage, we might pack the house this time for sure. It was over 200 people at Rage on the Stage. It was an insane amount of people. And they were so, the energy in that room, I thought the roof was going to come off. It was crazy. We drowned um, so not, not sidetrack, but Oh, yeah. Yes, I believe literally. it. If you, um, if you can get the room packed like that, like I'm pretty sure you can do it. Like I remember one party at Drew's, we actually took the roof down. So I'm pretty sure you can do it again. <laughs> I remember that. Well, so that's know, why the roof Memphis, got damaged. Memphis Heat. Memphis Damn, Heat might be the party. one. Memphis Heat might be the one. And speaking of that, I need roller skaters. I need to talk to some road derby girls and stuff or people. Helena Homewrecker. I need some, I need some you, roller You know who you're talking to. I do. There's a drag queen named oh, Helena Homewrecker. Four. Her name is Jimmy out of drag. Uh, and Jimmy is extremely handsome. Um like extremely extremely dreamy but uh her drag name is helena homewrecker i used to hire her a lot um and i'd love to get her back on some shows but baby she she took a little break from drag because she did this amazing roller skating number and broke something and had to and had to be benched but jenna i bet i think that y'all would work really well together i bet you could get her back on the stage on some rollerblades i bet you could well it's, I wrote her down. The idea I have is for the opening of the show. And so I wrote her down, Jenna. Talk about that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, the, 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 it's, it's going to be with the idea for the opening. So I have a really, really cool idea to open Memphis Heat. Um, and this, it's going to be fun. But so the Disney show, um, Miami Rose, that's, we'll go back to that. I'm sorry, because that's July 1st at High Tone from 7 to 10. Me and Miami Rose are hosting it. Um, there's a, probably 14 performers on that. I mean, we have Eliza Meow. We have um, Miami Rose. We have Moth Moth Moth. Um, even though you hate Disney, you're going to do some kind of fairy tale oh, no, princess. I, I have my first song. I have my um, first song. I've made my selection. So it, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. And then August um, 18th, um, we have Candyland at Drew's Place from 8 to 10. Uh, and that's going to be fun, too. Uh, uh, me and Miami Rose are hosting that one also. And it's going to be lots of bubbles and lots of fun and candy and balloons and just like a whole teenage dream, Katy Perry, something. I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be um, so sweet. You'll rot out your teeth. Yeah. Ooh. The sweetest candy in Memphis, baby. Know it. So then um, the last show that's on the calendar, and I say that loosely because I have a couple of other tricks up my sleeve or up my skirt or whatever. So, um, right. So anyway, um, we have uh, September 15th 
at High Town, we have Heroes, and that is going to be a celebration of our drag kings. And I can announce now, because I have it locked down, Will Ryder will be. And we have Chance X will be performing, Tony Boy, Enos Envy, um, J.R. Stone is going to help me host that one also. So, and they're going to perform. So that's going to be a fun, fun, probably sexy show. Um, but in between all of these things, um, I have other ideas. I want to do um, another trans youth panel or a trans youth panel. Um, and I wanted to do another panel like we did um, at the U of University of Memphis, but we're going to do it at the VA hospital for the LGBTQ group at the VA hospital. Wow. So somewhere I have to plan that. Yeah, somewhere I have to plan that in the middle of all these other things. Um, also, we are really close because now I have volunteers, so we're really close to launching some of our virtual um, social support groups through General on Fire Productions because I'll have facilitators now. So we will have a group for trans individuals over 18, and we will have a group that is directly centered for non-binary people. And I would even love to maybe talk to you, Brandy, um, um, offline about maybe um, facilitating a trans person of color group that's specifically centered toward trans people of color also. Okay, I'll be down And I that. think that's super important. I think that even though we have even though we have trans groups and you know social things that I think sometimes um, because of the color of people that's usually there for the majority, maybe the people of color don't feel comfortable coming. Or, you know, maybe they're afraid that they're going to be discriminated or judged differently. So yeah. I want to make it as comfortable and as safe space as that it can be. So I figure if we have a group that is just centered toward the people of color, that would be awesome because I don't see any organizations that have just that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just hadn't seen it. But I think it's a good opportunity well, for representation. I want to do a book club too. Oh, oh, we have, I have a book club. Yes, we love those. I love it's those are always awesome. I love that so, idea. Yeah, because I'm not. Go, I'm not gonna lie. Well, Pink's um, Pink's Coffee Shop and Olive Branch just told me that I could do anything I fucking want there. And they are the queerest, most pinkest, beautiful place in Olive Branch. I know and them. She, I love Leanne them. Leanne does not give a crap. What, Leanne does not care what anybody says. She's like, you can have a whole drag show. So we're going to have like a book club there one night. And we're going to do some kind of like open mic night there. And so I have plans for that little place. I know and them. I love them. they have good food too and good coffee and tea. So yeah, we can talk about that too. We can talk about the group, and then a book club too. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I love that because like uh, I, I had to be uh, I have to admit, you know, when I first came out, people thought like being trans and just being gay is just a white thing, and like there's like a whole lot of erasure going on there. And it's like it blows my mind. Like when I first came out, my brother thought my white partner turned me gay. Like it's like very, humiliating, you know, kind of it's very sad, really. Wow. Because in reality, a lot of people are more of the spectrum, you know, than just straight or gay. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are more of that. And, like, we need to bridge that gap so people, more and more people will be a lot, like, it's less afraid to come out and more and familiar with themselves. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I've even talked to the Spectrum Center and ALCU, ALCU of Mississippi, ACLU, I'm sorry, ACLU. Um, anyway, I want to plan a family-friendly um, Disney-themed show in Hattiesburg. So I'm going to be loading up some performers and taking a road trip for about four hours. Kidnapping us to Mississippi. She's going to make me drive. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, because I got to be playing on my phone and laughing, and you know, I got to be the highlight of everybody's life. And I don't think you're on state lines. You're going to have to put me on ice, baby, and take me out at the location. We're going to get a van. <laughs> we're going to get a van with blacked out windows, and we're just going to cruise on down. <laughs> it's going to be unmarked. The license plate's not going to say Pride or Fuck Billy or anything like that. No, no, no. It's going gonna, it's gonna to say God Bless America. And we're going to have an American flag. Reeves. 
Yeah. You have that back the blue or like do one of those Punisher. Put, do we need uh, to put? <laughs> yeah, a Punisher logo. You're right. Ooh. You're right. No, we need no, to put an got, NRA you got, sticker. You got listen, their number. Listen, listen, if we put an NRA sticker on it and some deer antlers on top of it and I don't know whatever. Oh, it's camouflage. No, We're going to camouflage We're well past the Mississippi. <laughs> yes. Yes, even the wheels, even the wheels had to be camouflaged, and I promise you, they'll be honking and waving and what, like holding well, the door right out the window. We can have a roll coal. And she punch coal out. Mar, if you're Too driving, much. you need to uh, you need to have some chew. You, you need to have some chew in your lip. Look, I gave that habit up very, very long ago. <laughs> oh God, we won't even talk about that. That's too southern, y'all. It is, but but I got the perfect hat. Don't worry. It says USA on it. We're good. Look, you got to have a spit tune and a cup holder duct taped to the dash and one of those little Baba head chihuahuas. Yes. I'm not going to lie. We've all lived in the South too long, y'all. We've lived in the South too long. I make fun of these people. I make so much fun of these damn people. Oh my God, it's funny. It's funny, people say they like my USA hat, but I'm like, uh huh. And I got it from um, going to the. World Series of Softball. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, yep, a lot of lesbians gave me this hat. Yep. Hey, Mar, yeah. what if we did a Gen on Fire Productions uh, trans softball team or a queer, doesn't have to be just trans, but like a queer league? There already well, is a queer league in town. I already team. play on it. I'm part of the Fire Breathing Kittens. Wow. Oh, the fire breathing, breathing kittens. kittens. That is our name, I swear the to name. God. I will wear my jersey next time on this podcast. Ooh. All right, well, the fire breathing kittens need a big-ass graphic that's all blinged out that I can share on Facebook and Instagram. I got you. I got you. Our person in charge is actually a professor of psychology at University of Memphis. So, see? So, when do y'all you all already playing? <laughs> When is the next, when would be the next, um, what am I trying to, the sign-ups? When would be the next sign-ups? Our season starts next Sunday, so. Yeah, sun's so coming out. Okay. So sun's out, so sun's we'll out. Need to promote, we'll promote the games, but I would like to be able to promote, like, the sign-up to the community next time y'all have it, too. Yeah, Drew's has a team, too. Who? Drews has a team too, and all of it is part of the uh, National Gay League, like that that organization that does a lot of sports and stuff. Cool. So it's all the teams there are all those represented damn, by the rainbow. Those damn gays, oh, just taking over. We are, we are. But the thing is, well, the yeah, straight people cool. that come to Pride already understand that, like, the things that we create are so fun and so inclusive and so wholesome. I think that kind of our leagues will eventually come to rival or completely overtake other leagues. And that's in many different ways. Uh, it's just like, if you build it, they will come is something my friend Vanessa says a lot. Shortly. Mm -hmm. Mom was talking. Oh. Well, we need a um. Hey. We need a um. Am I muted? No. We need a damn. We need a team for our general fire production. We need a team. A team next year. I can't run. Maybe we'll be the cheerleaders. You and me will be the cheerleaders, and we will line up some strapping people of all different types. I think I've got it. They can do that. We're gonna be the cheerleaders. The general. I always want to do that and be a cheerleader. You look, and salamander. I would love that. I'm get, sorry. I will be a good rope. I just love that idea. Listen, we can get some. You guys can, can start this year. I'll send you the. I'll, I'll send you the schedule. You guys can come out and practice. Am I looking out? No, you're not. You're not. I just want to know me? how short my shorts can be. That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> they may kick me off. This can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you, love. It's no, it's, it's kind just of everybody's talking over list. each other. Yeah, we're we're all excited. Chaos. No, I was well, saying get some baby. of the boys to come out from like pumping station with their hoist harnesses on and to be cheerleaders too. Oh gosh. Look at Moth, Moth Ray's eyebrow. 
I don't know. Did you hear what about, I said? I, I'm, I'm quite suspicious of all this pernicious homosexual activity. <laughs> as long as we're not dancing ludicrous or in a sexual fashion, which we uh, do. Oh, no, but we'll be playing what? Flag football? So I'm Luda. sure. Like... <laughs> Hell yes. No, no, bitch. No, bitch. Lingerie league. Hell no. Leave that to Lingerie the straight league. people. Leave that shit. Welcome to, to our chaos, Athena. This no, is no, I, I would, no, Athena, I would. So listen, <laughs> listen, we could do it so much more pretty and beautiful and colorful, though, than them. This you is a normal family meeting. We're good. That's yeah, all I, right. I'm kind of admiring It's great. I'm watching you guys execute really on some local collaboration. Usual. <laughs> this is Transview Unhinged. <laughs> yeah, my God. That's what this show is called. <laughs> We've got a spy, I, at least. At the Carolina chaotic Island. life of Jenna. <laughs> I'd like to focus us just a little bit so that this is not quite too hard to... Um... To follow through. It's my party and I say what happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sure. <laughs> Bubbles very, and very popcorn true. for everybody and Diet Coke. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Jen, look, Jen's right. already programming Yay. for the web chat, like for the Zoom room. She says, we need Do some what? Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Damn right. Love it. Did everybody take their ADD medicine today? No. I sure did I can not. Tell. I am not on any <laughs> substances. Plead the fifth. Except for love. <laughs> does, that, does that even matter anymore? The fifth? That's Do we still have that right, too? Substance. Love. As Demi Lovato would say, we're all just looking for substance. We want to take away the Fifth yes. Amendment right because they use it too often to avoid self-incrimination, right? Sure. Yeah. They'll use that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all, I would like to bring us back to, um, I never made it to my point about, so, okay, I have a very politician-like idea for y'all to pick apart. Let's do away with the police. Let's defund them completely. Um, and then let's work on a completely new model. One, this model needs to, and I don't know how to make the components of it work, but right now it takes more time to become a barber and get a barber's license than it does to become a police person in the state of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So I think that first of all, we need to double up training hours and have a lot of those training hours be, uh, and first of all, we ain't calling them the police, but we got to change, we got to re, we got to build from the ground up. So uh, every and the working title that I have for this is Guardian Forces. It sounds very Final Fantasy, but I'm a very fanciful person. And I think that we may need a fanciful title to get people on board with any type of, of community guardianship at all. Nope, I think nope. we need to just transform all of our language <laughs> and transform all of our expectations. So I think each guardian needs to train for twice the time that police does. I think there need to be terms. So there needs to be like a two to three year term limit and then they have to go and get a different job and they get some type of stipend still and for good behavior a few years later you can reapply and become a guardian again for a couple more years yeah um, i think it needs awesome. to not be a lifetime position it also needs to be every guardian gets partnered up with some type of social worker who is also trained to be like a, a tough a really fucking tough social worker <laughs> but i think that that would work in a much happier way also part of the issue with police is that there's obviously like a cultish hazy mental health issue that's happening long term fraternity so if we start to break up we need to break things up a little bit and create a more decentralized approach to community protection and community de-escalation i don't want to call it community policing anymore because i don't want to be policed and i don't want any of my neighbors to be policed I want like community protection. I want community guardianship. I want like the rules that the Power Rangers play by, which is uh, unless Rita Repulsa escalates a battle, we do not escalate a battle because I feel like the police are often very escalatory. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that we need to completely rework our entire expectations and rework the financial infrastructure and the oath that these types of people take to their communities and we also need to make sure that these people are not in these positions or dependent on these positions so long that starts to fracture and destroy their mental health you know after two or three years you'll have seen some shit 
you're going to have some shit to deal with. I think that there should be a program that helps a person enter successfully and exit guardianship successfully so that then these people get filtered back into our actual communities so that we're much more responsible to each other rather than these kind of shadowy entities and police cars that we don't trust and we don't feel like they know us. Um, what do you all think about that? Let's interrogate this idea and what would what what makes any part of it actionable? I think that is a, an important part to like make it very clear how the executive branch operates and the powers that they're granted so that we know when they're not behaving by protocol. A traffic cop probably shouldn't have the same rights as a, you know, a private, like a, an investigator, a detective level and things like that. But they all carry the same equipment generally speaking a, a gun <laughs> so why not take away that part if you're just enforcing traffic you don't need to show, shoot somebody's uh, you know tires out necessarily or if you're writing parking tickets well so they're already traffic. doing that in yeah. like in like england and stuff you have to call yeah. in permission to get your weapon out and it's in a lockbox in the trunk which in memphis may not be the safest thing but i mean yeah, there's going to be a lot of empty lock boxes. <laughs> I mean, the chief already did that one, so we're, we're good. Ooh. Oh, but, but no, you know, I'm I also feel like this about... brilliant idea. But yeah. at the same time, we have to think about, you know, at the end of the day, the police themselves are an occupying force. Like whatever guardianship or whatever a, a community guardianship takes place, you also need to be able to defend the community as a whole with from an occupying force or any outside force. We have to make so, sure like, that their powers... We have to make sure that their just powers are derived from the consent of the government, uh, governed. Otherwise, they are an occupying force. And mm -hmm. in many, of course, cities and states all around, they don't have any kind of representation for the people they're policing. And yeah, therefore, I do kind of occupy that role. Yeah. I've but never thought about it that way. I like that idea, Moss. I think it's a great idea, Moth. I think everything you said is doable, and I agree that it definitely had to. We had, we need to go back to ground zero and start over with everything and completely remodel the whole thing, like you were saying. And I think you have very good, feasible ideas, honestly. But yeah, and there, are, I think that there can also be because you know I have to think about like how do we make this appealing on like a floor. There are two other components to this. Number one. In 10 years, I think that guns are going to be a, a way different part of the conversation because we're going to have something crazier like AI-controlled discuses or flamethrowers or, you know, my, you know we're going to have some type of scarier weapons on the streets in 10 to 15 years, yeah. robot dogs. So, you know, guns are going to be made obsolete sooner rather than later. And you train um, its drones with bombs. Drones of bombs, like so, we need to make sure that this is also uh, a protective idea that can evolve alongside technology in a way that is healthy and not uh, completely destructive and out of you know even more out of. There's, there's a potential for this idea if it were to hypothetically grow, it could become out of control and become uh, hypothetically worse. <laughs> That's yes. not what we want. Yes, to maintain right. that healthy part, you need a, a a community review board with subpoena power. Just in case there's any violations, you can pull them into court and nip it that shit right in the butt. One hundred percent, love it. It's Thank been you. great to, to listen Thank to you. you all collaborate uh, together. And, you know, like I said, the, the focus of this is to tell our stories and make sure that we can build bridges and, and build communities. You guys have a really great and strong Memphis community. It's been amazing to see that in action. We're really thankful for Thank you for, for having it. me on. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Caroline, wherever you are. Yeah, Caroline in the ether, a little in the bit, wall. But she'll be listening through again. So, Feel Caroline, we saw you. <laughs>
more importantly, share with your friends. Today's episode was recorded on April 8th, 2023 via Zoom. Today's show was co-hosted by Athena Vermakis, Mar Newell, and Salamander Brandy. Today's guest co-host was Mot Mot Mot. Today's guest was Jenna Lee Dunn of Jenna on Fire Productions. This episode was edited and produced by Caroline Penny. The Trans Narrative Podcast was developed by Caroline Penny in conjunction with Lucy Bazano and Athena Permakis. Research provided by Athena Permakis, Caroline Penny, and Mar Newell. Music provided by Infraction Music titled Good Vibe. Capturing narrative segments, civic report music, and the music you hear now are produced by Athena Permakis. This episode of the Trans Narrative Podcast was brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to upload a podcast, now known as Podcasts for, Podcasters for Spotify. Thanks for supporting this show. For more details about this episode, go to the description link below. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, now available on YouTube. Subscription for exclusive content available. Be sure to go to anchor.fm slash trans narrative. If you'd like to reach out, to learn more, be a guest, or are looking to get involved with the show or your community, email us at transnarrativepodcast at gmail.com. That's transnarrativepodcast at gmail.com.